0: You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Several hundred miles from the coast the office of Pembroke Labs discovers that a seldom-used fax machine sputters into life, spitting out a collection of pages, the origin of which comes from one of their most isolated satellite laboratories on an island too small to be found on most mariners' charts. The last scientist stationed at that lab collects his handwritten notes in the fax caddy. The machine carefully draws in the stack of reports every other Friday to send to head office for analysis and archiving. The final batch of log entries just arrived.
1: Log of Dr. Stevens for August 30th. Subject, Barney the Rat. Continuing experiment to increase his intelligence now on our sixth month. We are alone on the island now, Barney and I. It was something of a jolt to have to sack Taylor after all these years, but I had no alternative. The petty vandalisms I could have forgiven, but when he tried to poison Barney, out of simple malice, he was standing in the way of scientific progress. That I cannot condone. I can only believe that the attempt was made while under the influence of alcohol. It was so clumsy. The poison container was overturned, and a trail of powder led to Barney's dish. Taylor's defense was the flimsiest. He denied it. Who else, then? September 2nd. I'm taking a calmer view of the Taylor affair. The monastic life here must have become too much for him. That and the abandonment of his precious guinea pigs. He insisted to the last that they were better suited than Barney for my experiments. They were more his speed, I'm afraid. He was an earnest and willing worker, but something of a clod, poor fellow. At last I have complete freedom to carry on my work without the mute reproaches of Taylor. I can only ascribe his violent antagonism towards Barney as jealousy. And now that he is gone, how much happier Barney appears to be. I have given our little rodent friend complete run of the place what sport it is to observe how his newly awakened intellectual curiosity carries him about. After only two weeks of glutamic acid treatments, he's become interested in my library, dragging the books from the shelves and going over them page by page. I am certain he knows that there is some knowledge to be gained from the tomes, but alas, he does not have the key intelligence needed to unlock it. September 8th, for the past two days I have kept Barney confined, and how he hates it. I'm afraid that when my experiments are completed, I shall have to do away with Barney. Ridiculous as it may sound, there is still the possibility that he might be able to communicate his intelligence to others of his kind. However, small the chance may be, the risk is too great to ignore. Fortunately, there is, in the basement, a vault built with the idea of keeping vermin out. It will serve well to keep Barney in. September 9. Apparently, I have spoken too soon. This morning I let him out to frisk around a bit before commencing a new series of tests. After a quick survey of the room, he returned to his cage, sprang up on the door handle, removed the key with his teeth, and before I could stop him, he was out the window. By the time I reached the yard, I spied him on the highest ledge of the well, and I arrived on the spot only in time to hear the key splash into the water below. I own that miserable fact that I am somewhat embarrassed. It is the only key. The door is locked. Some valuable papers are in separate compartments inside the vault. Fortunately, although the well is over forty feet deep, there are only a few feet of water in the bottom so the retrieving of the key does not present an insurmountable obstacle, but, I must admit, Barney has won the first round. September 10th. I have had a rather worrisome experience that has left me shaken. And once more, in a minor clash with Barney, I have come off as second best. In this instance, I will admit he played the hero's role, however, and may even have saved my life. In order to facilitate my descent into the well, I knotted a length of three-quarter inch rope at one foot intervals to make a rude ladder. I reached the bottom easily enough, but after only a few minutes of groping for the key, my flashlight gave out, and I returned to the surface. A few feet from the top, I heard excited squeaks from Barney, and upon obtaining ground level, I observed that the rope was almost completely severed. Apparently, it had chafed against the edge of the masonry, and the little fellow, perceiving my plight, had done his utmost to warn me. I have now replaced that section of rope, and arranged some old sacking beneath it to prevent a recurrence of the accident. I have replenished the batteries in my flashlight, and am now prepared for the final descent. These few moments, I have given myself a breathing spell and a chance to bring my progress journal up to date. Perhaps I should fix myself a sandwich, as I may be down there longer than seems likely at the moment. September 11th. Poor Barney is dead and soon I shall be the same. He was a good rat, a wonderful rat, and life without him is not worth living. If anybody reads this, don't come to the island. Do no disturb it. Live it alone like a shrine to my pal Barney, especially the old well. Do not look for my body as I, Dr. Stephens, will toss myself into the sea. Maybe you could bring a couple of young rats and leave them as a living memorial to Barney. Females only, no males. I hurt my wrist, so is why this is written so bad. This is my last will and testament. Do what I say, and don't come back or disturb anything. After you bring those young rats, like I said. Just females. Goodbye.
0: Such a loss to science and ratdom. But perhaps somewhere on an island, the spirit, or something more, of Barney remains. Barney by Will Stanton was adapted for audio by Jack J. Ward. Dr. Stevens was performed by John Bell. The host by Kareem Cronfley. Music by Sharon B. This is an Electric Vicuna production.
1: This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.